0: So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Welcome, welcome to the very first episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. I am so excited to finally be launching this podcast. I feel like I've been talking about this for a few years now, to be honest. And I don't know, just the timing didn't seem right. But after working with a number of women in my private practice, I've just really felt called to bring this message to you. So I'm so thankful that you're tuning in. Um, My goal for this podcast is really to give you tangible ideas of how you can really get out of debt and build wealth without You know, the complicated spreadsheets or restrictive budgets that I see so often in this industry, you know, I feel like when we talk about debt, when we talk about um, cash flow and just other financial planning, it can tend to be very overwhelming and very restrictive. You know, I know that there's a lot of professionals out there that you may have even followed some of their advice, right? We have the Dave Ramseys of the world, and I think they do a lot of really great work, but my philosophy is is very different. We share some of the same principles in the sense that, you know, I do believe that you need to have an emergency fund and, you know, tackle your debt and all of those things, but my approach to it is very different. I don't believe that you need to be super restrictive with your debt repayment. I don't believe that every single dollar needs to go into savings and investing. I think you can have it both and you can truly live the life of your dreams because after all my philosophy is one of you know that there is more to life than just counting calories and paying bills and I hope hope you can all agree with that. So my intention for today's episode is to kind of give you a little bit of insight into why uh, I feel so strongly that there is really a gap in the industry of, you know, giving advice to people and how I intend to help fill that gap for you. So when it comes to budgets, right? I'm sure we've all maybe started a budget at one point and had great intentions of following it, and maybe we were able to follow it for a little bit. But over over time, you know, a month passes, two months pass, uh, what tends to happen is we just fail at it. and And what I mean by that is we get to a point where we, we have our budget for our groceries, we have our budget for our clothing, for our entertainment, all of these different categories that we feel like we need a budget for. And then life happens, right? You end up getting called for uh, a birthday celebration of one of your girlfriends that you weren't planning on happening. You know, you get invited to a baby shower. You have a girl guide come up to your house and ask for a donation to their bake sale or their cookies, right and what ends up happening is if you are somebody that your natural tendency your natural behavior is to say yes to those events, well, you can put yourself in a situation where you go over a budget if you know and even looking at a different situation like a grocery shopping right we all have experienced grocery shopping where we have our certain amount uh, that we want to spend on groceries but then we get to the grocery store and we find that there is a great deal on meat right and then we end up what do we end up doing we him and haw over should I buy this it's on special but then I'm gonna go over budget what do I do if you're somebody that then takes advantage of that sale and you go over budget for that week you might feel really good that you got some produce, some meat on special, but then you're now over budget. So what happens, right? Where does the money come from? So essentially where my intention of this podcast is to really show you how to spend in alignment with your financial goals, but also to live your life and not get so restrictive and counting your pennies when it comes to your grocery shopping and just having fun. We're going to set some boundaries around it, but we're not going to be Super restrictive. I'm not going to ask you to stuff envelopes full of cash. That definitely works for some people. I'm not discounting it at all. But behaviorally speaking, it's not how most of us behave around money. It just truly isn't. You know, if we look at a traditional budget, what is it? It's taking a look at what income comes into your household and what expenses flow out. And typically at the end of that exercise, income minus expenses, whatever is left, that is the amount that you get to spend on yourself, right? That's the amount that goes into savings. That's the amount that goes into investing um, or just gets spent. And what I find is that when we don't give every single dollar intention and give it a job to do, then it tends to be spent out of alignment with our financial goals. And I'll be getting into a little bit more of what I mean by our financial goals in future episodes. But for today, I just really truly want to understand, I want you to understand where I'm coming from when I talk about ditching the budget. I'm not. I'm not saying be irresponsible with your money, don't even look at the numbers, just spend, you know, out of control. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that a traditional budget, looking at income minus expenses, uh, typically it's a retrospective, which means we look at it at the end after we've already spent the money. Um, and it just... It, for the most part is not how we as human beings tend to behave around money. Money is very emotional and having an income minus expenses, but quote unquote budget, is very rational, right? And so the two are the two compete all of the time. Your emotional response to money is competing with this rational budget that you've created from maybe numbers that might not make sense for how you actually are spending your money. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. If you are somebody that has completed a budget and you want to spend $150 a week on groceries, but in the past 12 months, you have not spent less than $200 a week on groceries, chances are it's going to be very difficult for you to Get into that hundred and fifty dollar range and cut, you know, fifty dollars a week from your from your grocery bill, and that's just human behavior. Absolutely, we can definitely look at some money leaks, and we'll talk more about money leaks in future episodes. But we can definitely look at your grocery bill as a, a major source of money leak. But my experience tells me that most of the time, we have to look at how you're currently spending and. De- are, devise our cash flow plan around that so having saying yourself that you want to spend $150 a week is great and lovely and and a wonderful goal but if in practice it's just not possible because you have food allergies or because you shop at your grocery store that might be more expensive but it's convenient to you and that's where you always grocery shop then we really need to get really crystal clear with our goals. And also, um, I think we have to be very realistic as well. And oftentimes, budgets are not realistic to how we spend money. So it's really looking at, first of all, why your budget as it stands today might not be serving you and might not be working for you. And is there a better way? And of course there is. And that's what I'm so excited and so passionate to just share with you that there is a better way. You do not need to feel like a failure. First of all, that you're not sticking to your budget. There is science behind why you're not sticking to your budget. And again, that just go really drills down to the fact that budgets are mostly rational, And they're, they're rooted in logic, whereas your behavior around money is the complete opposite of that. It's emotional. And a lot of times people don't realize that money is so emotional, and then they beat themselves up that they're not able to stick to this arbitrary budget that they've set for themselves. And then the cycle continues, right? it's very very similar to a weight loss plan. If you decided that you wanted to lose some weight and you started on this very restrictive budget or not budget, very restrictive diet and, you know, you're eating, you know, plain chicken breast and broccoli for 6 weeks straight. What's going to happen at the end of the 6 weeks, right? You're probably not going to sustain the chicken the plain chicken and the steamed broccoli for the rest of your life, right? At some point, you're going to get sick of that and it's not gonna be sustainable for you. I think we can all agree that we might be able to do that for a little bit, but there will come a breaking point where you just cannot. And you're gonna to wanna to add in a little bit of flavor into your meals. And you're gonna to wanna to add in maybe some alcohol or maybe some treats. And what happens is, is... If your weight loss was only determined because of that, you know, the chicken and the broccoli, if that's the only way that you were able to maintain that weight loss, as soon as you introduce other foods, you're going to either binge on stuff that's maybe not great for you. And number two, you're probably going to just fall really off track and gain all the weight back, if not a little bit more. The same is true with your spending. If we are too restrictive with how you spend your money to to quote unquote be on a budget, then what tends to happen is it's sustainable for a little little bit of time and maybe even you know a year at a time until you reach your goal. Let's say you have a goal of getting out of debt and you have a credit card and it has a $5,000 balance on it and that's your goal is to throw every extra dollar on that. You're not going out. You're not buying any new clothes, you're on a no spend, you know, until that debt is paid off. That's a really wonderful goal, but the approach to it might not be sustainable. So then what I find tends to happen is clients reach that goal, right? They pay off the debt and then what happens? They loosen, right? They go back to spending in their ways of how what got them maybe into that problem in the first place. They didn't actually deal with the root cause of the spending. They didn't actually deal with, well, why was my credit card at $5,000? Do I have a money leak? Is there something in here behaviorally when I handle money that is not in alignment with my financial goals? Because you can pay off all the debt, but what I find happens is if you don't address that root cause, what ends up happening is you, you spend again, right? And you get right back up to your debt again, if not even more. And, and it's not to say that you're a bad person. It's very, very common. And again, it's because we aren't addressing the behavior around money. We're just addressing the logical, if I stop spending money, I'll stop getting out of debt, I'll stop getting into debt, and I will pay off the debt. That's great and that makes sense. Mathematically, that makes sense. But what it doesn't make sense is how we're actually wired to handle money because it is so emotional. So I am so, so, so excited to be sharing all of these tips. I'm gonna be sharing with you how to develop a cash flow plan instead of using a budget, which just puts some nice boundaries around your spending but it isn't telling you how much you spend on groceries and how much to spend eating out and it's just a very different approach to uh, to your spending, which behaviorally aligns so much nicer than a traditional budget. So I'm so excited to share with you that uh, in future episodes. So my next episode is going to be all about the, the five elements of every cash flow plan that will show you exactly how you are able to stick with it. So. Look forward to sharing this podcast with you and tune in next time for that episode. Bye, everyone.